Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What's going on, everybody? Jason Wright here bringing you episode number 155 of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. Something that's on my mind today in this uh, episode, once you hear all of it, it will make you think of it as well, but it's really interesting as an entrepreneur how the journey of that can take you a long way from where you started or, or even where you think you may go. For example, when I started Intentionally Inspirational, it was a blog and a podcast designed to just inspire people, not entrepreneurs per se, just people in general. Two and a half years later, here we are, a digital marketing automation company that still puts a focus on inspirational content, but there's a a real business behind it as well. Not something I would have ever thought about two and a half years ago, not something I set out to do per se, but... Um, saw the opportunity, was uh, fairly good at digital marketing, and this is where we're at. So it's really interesting. It's interesting to think about that for your own business, and it'll be neat to see where all of us are in five years. You never know what other opportunity may have come along. So today I've got a great guest. I've got Julie Broad with me, and our conversation actually made me think about what I just shared with you. So super interesting stuff. Um, let's check out our conversation. Hope you enjoy it. What is going on, everybody? Jason right here with another great guest for the podcast. We've got Julie Broad with me today. Let me tell you what I know about her. She is the founder of Book Launchers. She is a best-selling author herself and an entrepreneur. Julie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. So I know you've got a little bit of a background in, in real estate investing. I was doing a little bit of homework on you. Tell me about your start in entrepreneurship all the way from the beginning up to where you are today. <laughs> uh, yeah, you bet. So I actually started investing in real estate in 2001. And, and I w- it was basically right out of university. I, I started working for Kimberly Clark. And I was in Canada at the time and we were selling, you know, Huggies and Kleenex and Kotex. And as, as fun as it was actually being in a sales role for that company, I just kept thinking, you know, this is going to be a really long life of working for somebody else. So <laughs> I, I, I thought I got to create a plan B. And so I, you know, I looked around a lot and, you know, settled on real estate being the only thing I really kind of thought I could do on the side. I, I looked at stocks. I had actually done some stock investing uh, to pay for one of my years of university. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just felt like I got lucky with the gold stocks at that time. And I really didn't think I could repeat it. So yeah, so that was kind of my start was real estate and it was on the side. Uh, but I, you know, I convinced my boyfriend at the time to partner with me and and we, we actually really liked it and started going, uh, investing a lot more than I think we either of us planned to and bought two properties the first year and five within the next five within the next uh, 13, 13 months or so after that and kind of kept going from there. And, and that was the start. <laughs> now, is that still something you do today? Yeah, we have a portfolio. Uh, we went really hard. At, and so in 2008, uh, when everything, 
everything blew up. That was, of course, the year that I decided uh, I wanted to quit my job and leave my cushy six-figure salary that I had worked up to. Um, Really, really great timing to decide that you want to leave a salary and go full-time into real estate. Uh, Mm -hmm. because nobody was (laughs) financing any real estate deals whatsoever. But it was a great time in that there was a lot of deals and opportunity in the market. So it was a tough time to get get going. uh, But we dove in and by 2010, we were buying a property, a house um, every month, basically, uh, renovating, adding suites and doing all that kind of thing. So yeah, today I still have a, a pretty decent portfolio and it's really allowed us to do what we do today. Very nice. So tell me a bit about your current company, Book Launchers. What do you guys do there? Yeah, we help entrepreneurs and professionals write, publish, and sell a nonfiction book really geared towards building a business or or some sort of business goal at the end of it. We do have some clients who are writing memoir-style books with the business goal of, you know, hopefully getting it onto a screen at some point. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we do. And it really all came from my real estate background, which people always find interesting, uh, because I wrote a book in 2013, uh, a real estate investing book. And, and it went to number one overall on Amazon. So it was ahead of Dan Brown, ahead of Game of Thrones as a, as a print book. Uh, and that really led to a lot of people asking me a lot of questions and, and you know, doing real estate full time with book publishing and helping other authors on the side. Uh, and then I discovered that that's actually what I really loved doing. And the real estate was kind of like almost becoming an annoyance in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. So for people listening that may have, you know, entertained that thought themselves, you know, writing a book, why do you think entrepreneurs, and I'll focus on them, uh, why do you think they should write a book? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw firsthand the dramatic power of a book. So before my book, I was trying to get media attention and speaking gigs because, you know, to buy a property a month, we were raising a lot of capital. Uh, and I also ran some workshops and training and, and, you know, the marketing was pretty intense to get people to come and attend those things. And, and so I really wanted to get my name out there. And before my book, everything was a hustle. Uh, After my book, I found that, you know, people actually would pick, you'd get these phone calls and they'd be like, ah, yeah, I read your book and I have $250,000 and I'm looking for a place to invest it. And I'm wondering if I can, you know, talk to you about investing it with you. And, And literally the first time that happened, I thought, is this some sort of a scam? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, th- they were a stranger to me, but I wasn't a stranger to them. Mm-hmm. And, and same with our workshops and things like that. We found that we were filling them six to eight weeks in advance, whereas previously we were trying to, you know, three days before an event, we still had half the room to fill. Uh, and so it really, really changed everything. And that's why I'm a huge fan of writing a good book and writing it with the right target audience in mind, because it can change your business completely. Um, you know, there's so many examples of people who sell products that sell twice as many to the people who read their book as the people who don't. Um, if you want to be a paid speaker, it, a lot of times when you're filling out the form to be a speaker at an event, it, it doesn't say, have you written a book? It says, what books have you written? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's something that they just expect. If you're going to be on our stage as an expert, you've written a book. Um, and media was the same thing. It's like before my book, I struggled to get on the news channels. Once I had a book, it's not like they read the book. They just said, hey, she's the author of this real estate book. She's a real estate expert. And then they put you on the news show. Um, and it happened all across Canada for me uh, with, with ease after the book. So yeah, I, I could go on, but there's so many reasons to write a book. Very nice. So I agree with everything you said and kind of going to the other side of that, what do you think the number one reason is that people don't publish a book? 
Because it's a pain in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ton of work. And and a lot of times people do publish books that do nothing. And and I think a lot of it's because they haven't strategically thought about what is the right book for me. Um, And a lot of people write books uh, and it's really focused on yourself. And the thing is, you know, your book, it might be about you, but it's not for you. Your book is for that reader. And who are you trying to reach? And what do you want them to get out of this book? And I think a lot of people uh, have it backwards. You know, people say, oh, your story's so good, you need to write a book. And so they get all focused on themselves. And and you end up writing a book that people are going, well, I don't need to read about their story. Um, you know, so you have to spin it so that it's very clear as to why your story is going to make somebody, you know, richer, uh, more likable, you know, better looking, <laughs> you know, all these things that at the end of the day, that's what your reader is going to buy your book for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So in all your entrepreneurship, sounds like you've had a lot of success so far and congrats on that. Did you ever have a moment where you thought, oh boy, what have I got myself into here? This this might not work out. <laughs> well, okay. So yes, I have those almost every day. Uh, but <laughs> So it's not just me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're an entrepreneur and you're not feeling like that, you're probably not trying enough things um, to make yourself successful in the wrong run. But yeah, I mean, I always know I'm persistent enough that I'm always going to create success. It may not be the success I thought I was on the path to achieve. Um, you know, certainly I never thought I'd be living in Los Angeles helping people write and publish books, you know. So that's why I'm not a big fan of setting my five-year goals because I think I would probably limit myself to a life yep, that isn't I'm the same way <laughs> yeah okay yep. <laughs> a lot of people are really big proponents for five-year goal planning but yeah i'm, I'm like no nope, i would limit myself so i'm not going to limit myself in that way but yeah no i i think there's been many times in my life where i've 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 essentially by the definition failed but it's actually turned out to be the greatest gift because you know first of all those failures make the best chapters in your book, um, you know, to take it back to book writing. But also that's every time I, I something did not go well, I became better or I changed paths onto something that was much better um, for me and for others, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example I think of quite often is a, a toddler learning to walk. You know, how many times did, did you and I fall as little kids before we started walking? I don't know, but pro- probably quite a few times. So, you know, as adults, failure is really the same way. I mean, it's the, the greatest teacher. And, you know, the biggest change is between then and now is now some of us care what other people think. So that makes us uh, maybe give up or things like that. But no, I think failure is a, a great blessing in disguise for sure. So if people listening have, you know, maybe started writing a manuscript, maybe they've got the book in their head and they're like, man, I just don't know where to start. Julie, mm-hmm. what three tips would you give them um, to get them down that road to publishing their first book? Yeah, for sure. So one thing is to make sure that you're very clear on your goal for the book. And a lot of people mistake their goal as I want to be a bestseller. And, you know, you can game the system. So you can pretty much guarantee yourself a bestseller in a category on Amazon if you want. Like, that's really a no brainer. You can make it happen. Um, So why do you want to be a bestseller? What's it actually going to do for you? And I think it's much better to plan for, you know, I want to be a paid professional speaker. I want to use this as a lead to bring in more clients. Or one of our clients, she actually, um, she all, she does media strategy consulting. And she says, I want my book to add a zero to my consulting fee. And that's what, she, you know, she's very clear on what she's writing her book for. So she's not going for bestseller because, you know, the type of people who are going to pay her the money that she, you know, wants to add a zero to her fees for, you know, that's a small market. So she's very strategic in who she's writing that book for and how we're going to help her market it and, you know, where she's going to get. So I think the more clear you are at the beginning, the, the more likely it is that your book will actually help you achieve that 
goal. Um, and really, like being a bestseller feels good for a minute. But you know, having had my book at number one overall on Amazon, you know, I kind of thought, and it was in the top 100 overall for 45 days. I kind of thought something bigger was going to happen. Um, you know, if I if I look at the business goal, you know, that was great. But you know, Oprah didn't call. So <laughs> 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 um, the ne- the next tip is to create a great outline. It's your roadmap. And I, I wrote my first book without an outline. And I can tell you it was excruciatingly painful, um, you know, compared to writing a book with an outline. And if you don't know how to create a great outline, get help. You know, there's writing coaches uh, and, and there's lots of people out there who can help guide you through creating an interesting hook for your book and then creating an outline that fits with that. So you've got a plan and that'll make it so much less painful. You won't have to sit down and go, what am I going to write about today? You know, you know what you need to write about. Uh, and then the third thing is get help. Um, you as an entrepreneur, you're probably used to wearing 400 hats, but when it comes to writing, publishing and selling a book, you know, there, there really is truly probably nine or 10 different professionals that need to be involved to create a great book. Um, you know, I wouldn't go out and try and build a house myself. Uh, you know, I would hire the, the professionals who know what they're going to do uh, and know how to do it. And, and it'll save you so much pain and time if you just get the right people helping you on your book. Yep. Oh, those are great tips. And um, you didn't know this about me, but I used to work in the publishing industry and uh, I worked for a, a self um, or a, a self publisher, basically. And, you know, it's interesting because there's so much bad information out there. And I'm sure you run into that every day. Mm-hmm. And it, it just yeah. always felt so bad because I would talk to these people that, you know, would have a, a book in their head or a manuscript for 40 years and they'd never done anything. And a piece of that has to be fear at that point. I mean, it's like, come on, 40 years. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Yeah. But, you know, there's so much, some of the things you'll hear people say, it's like, you know, I would just tell them, like, if you work with us or not, like, that's, that's wrong. Let me point you in the right direction. But a lot of, uh, you know, mistrust and bad information out there. So it's great to see what you guys are doing. And, you know, it's definitely not the era where everything's the traditional self-published world. Like, that's so 15 years ago or something. So. It, it's a broken model. It's kind of like where music uh, music was many years ago. I think publishing, they're, they're really slowly getting rid of the middlemen. Um, and I think for the most part, it's for the better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's next for you and your company? Do you have any other projects on the horizon, anything with book launchers or anything otherwise? Yeah, I mean, we're we're just going full out with the clients that we're, we're working with. And we're always, you know, looking for new clients because we help people self-publish. So you own your book, you own all the rights and royalties. Um, but being in L.A., there's always a part of me that's kind of looking at uh, what can we do to help create some on-screen content. So, yeah. you know. That's kind of my, you know, next level thing that I'm looking at is, is what can we do to either license or work with some of our authors and, and, and go on screen? Uh, because that's, you know, that's video is growing and growing and growing. I, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, creating great YouTube content because I'm a huge promoter of, of video. Video, but I also see, you know, the need for more and more video content. And I think a lot of the best content starts as, you know, written material as a book or some something that's been well thought out. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my, my, my big, big dream is. But right now we're still, you know, working hard to build fantastic books that, that achieve people's business goals. Very nice. Let me ask you this. Um, are, are, do you guys focus on print or do you do the eBooks and audiobooks as well? Or what are your thoughts on those three, those three options? Yeah, I think, you know, especially because the books we're helping people create are to help you build a brand and be a known authority. I think you need all three. Uh, and, and in particular, I really think you need an audiobook. Um, and, you know, I'm probably preaching to the choir on this with, as you being a podcaster, but y- the audiobook uh, market is actually really growing a uh, 
year over year, it's growing quite strongly, whereas ebooks and print books are, are quite stable. But a lot of people are saying, oh, I just do an ebook and an audiobook, but do the print because nonfiction uh, print books sell, sell better, actually, than, than the ebooks. So I think right now, and plus, it's way better to give somebody a physical book, you know, to promote your business as a marketing tool, you know, all those things, they last so much longer, they get passed along, they sit on the shelf and market your business for you, market you for you. Um, so there's so many reasons. But I, I think you need all three because you're, you're missing out on chunks of the market if you don't. Yep, I agree. I, uh, I've written one book and I just have a print and an ebook and I've, I've never got around to the audio book yet this year. I, I know it's probably a really smart thing to do, but I agree with the print book having a lot of value because if you give somebody that, the chances of them throwing it in the trash are pretty slim. Like I can't really think of any books I've ever thrown away except for maybe textbooks at school that like you wrote in, like <laughs> soft, you know what I mean? But, and but you burn them. <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, they stick around. So that makes a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, audiobook has, is something I haven't done yet, but it's something I probably will do at some point for sure. So very, very nice. If somebody listening today is, is interested in what you're doing or your company or would like to work with you or talk to you, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? The best way to kind of just post a casual question is on my YouTube channel. So it's booklaunchers.tv. Uh, I spend a lot of time answering questions and, and even creating videos based on the questions there. Um, if you're interested in working with us or learning more about what we do, uh, booklaunchers.com. And I have an ebook on the eight ways uh, to sell books for under $100. And it's really the eight ways that I use to drive my book um, to number one and a lot of what we do for our clients. And you can get that at booklaunchers.com forward slash uh, sell books. Very nice. I'm going to check that out for myself. I was going to tell you before we jumped on today, I was uh, watching one of your videos and they are very well put together. So congrats on that as well. Oh, thank you so much. It's been kind of a, a, a passion project. And I look back at the old videos and, you know, the temptation to take them down is there. But then I think, no, I want to see how far how far I've come. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that when, when I'm looking at anything new, whether it's uh, how to smoke ribs or anything in my life, the one thing that I enjoy the most is uh, go to YouTube, look it up, watch two or three videos and kind of pull out the, the common threads in each and figure it out. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what I, that's how I solve all my technical problems too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, plumbing, electrical, like most of the stuff around the house, uh, I actually even fixed a, an air conditioner this year with YouTube. So video is definitely not going away. All good stuff. Well, Julie, I really appreciate your time today. I appreciate your expertise and uh, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. All right. We are back to the show. Julie, I appreciate your story and your time and your expertise. I had a lot of fun talking to you. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, learn more about Julie and her company, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 155. And as you guys move on with your weeks, I want you to think about what I spoke about at the beginning of the show. You know, look at where you are today and look back over your shoulder and see where you've come from. Um, it's, it's an interesting journey that we take. And I think you may be surprised that you know, maybe you've done more than you realized, or maybe you've, you've done very different things than you ever thought about. And with that perspective, look forward as well and have an open mind. You know, keep your eyes open for that next great opportunity that could be very closely related to what you're doing, or maybe not at all. So I've got for you this week. You guys have a good one. And until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in to Intentionally Inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.